Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi with Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Margarita de Guzman, who is Managing Director of Circle CRM Group in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Margarita. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and what your company does. Um, I am an archaeologist. Um, so our company is a group of consulting archaeologists. We go in before development happens. Um, archaeology is government regulated, so we work uh, mainly across BC and Alberta. We go out and dig holes and look for artifacts and, I guess, tell the stories about them and protect them um, if they're worthy of protection. Okay, so how do you get started in this? Oh, it's a bit of a long story. Um, I do have a degree in economics. I have been, was raised in a Catholic conservative family. Um, but in my last year of my economics degree, I discovered an archaeological field school through the University of British Columbia. Um, and I went on that and it changed my life. I really love the joy of discovery. Um, but it took quite a long time for me to become an archaeologist full time. I did a bunch of stuff in between, L-I-V-I-N, I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> but then there came a point where I wanted more for myself. I didn't want to live check to check um, and I wanted to reach a higher potential. So I started this company in 2010 um, and we've just been going ever since. Okay, so tell me how uh, uh, this works. I, so um, do you go in and, and, and dig when there's proposed developments for certain sites? Is that the, the nature of it? Correct. Um, so uh, the government regulations state that if your development has potential to impact archaeology, then you have to get that footprint assessed. So we do a lot of work in advance of forestry and oil and gas. So if you're building a pipeline, for example, you'll have typically a 20 or 30 meter right of way. We'll find our way to that particular right of way and we'll dig shovel tests. So we'll just take a shovel and dig out some dirt about 30 centimeters deep typically. Um, and we, we usually space them out every now and again to see if there's anything there. Um, yeah, we screen the dirt and hopefully we find some artifacts inside. Mm. What, have, uh, what have you found uh, <laughs> over the years? What kind of things? Uh, in, in Western Canada, we will typically find the remnants of making stone tools. So um, Indigenous people used to make stone tools. They, they still do um, every now and again. Uh, and so when you break a stone... The, the way it breaks, uh, it, it portrays particular characteristics so we can tell that it was culturally modified. So that's typically what we'll find. And sometimes if we're lucky, we'll find actual arrowheads or projectile points, as we call them, or, or other types of tools. And every now and again, we'll find bone. Um, we found some pottery recently. Um, I will find uh, firebroken rock, which is common. Um, and we also find like old structures because uh, there are, are historic period sites here, um, sites that uh, speak to early European contact. Um, and so we found quite a few of those things um, throughout Western Canada, um, dating anywhere from, you know, 100 years to 13,000 years ago. Wow. Did you ever find any dinosaur bones? Um, I have not. <laughs> uh, we leave that to the paleontologists. 
Um, but I do have a fossil that I found on a river once when I was working with a paleontologist. Uh, he let me keep it. It's my pride and joy. It's sitting on a shelf over there. I like to tell people about it. <laughs> oh, super. Now, I understand, you, do you have a, like a program in place to support more women in the industry? Um, well, it is one of my um, like purposes in life is to help support women being a, a female archaeologist. There are a growing amount of female archaeologists in our industry, but over the years, I have found that a lot of them leave for various reasons. Um, so we are launching what we um, call the Fairfield Foundation. Um, we will establish a group of directors across Canada to help um, provide resources, create networking opportunities, have events, um, have mentorship programs, things like that for women, uh, like anywhere, any stage in their career to, to join us and, you know, help increase that, that confidence and longevity for their career. Why do you think, uh, there has been sort of, uh, uh, departure of uh, females from that industry in the, in the past? I think the number one reason is that we are away from home a lot. Um, our crews are typically away for 10 to 14 days at a time. And so it is difficult on relationships and certainly difficult if you if you have a young family, a new family, or, or even, uh, you know, if you have teenage kids. Um, so it becomes a choice for some people if they don't have the support network that they need, it becomes very difficult Childcare obviously is, is, is a big deal. Um, and for some people, they would just rather, it gets to a point where they are tired of being away from home so much and they would want to spend more time with their families. Yeah. Do you think uh, this day and age that uh, the field of archaeology is uh, considered to be cool? Like, uh, you know, we, it's been, uh, you know, we've seen movies about it, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of documentaries, et cetera, out there. What, What's your thoughts on that and uh, and how people are lo look at archaeology these days? Yeah, I think that I think, well, obviously, I think it's cool. I think um, the social the media has definitely helped us with Indiana Jones and those types of movies. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that everybody loves finding stuff. There is for me, it's that been that joy of discovery. Um, and I'm sure anyone can attest to that if they're walking along the street and you find something on the ground. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I think it will continue to grow. And that's part of why we also like to do um, some public speaking and stuff like that so that we can help share our findings with the public. And also so they they can see why we do what we do and, and why it's important to to mm. uncover these artifacts and tell the stories that they tell. Yeah. So during your career, um, what would you say is the most fascinating site that you've been involved in? Oh man, um, I've worked. I've worked. Um, I've worked in England and Austria and Italy. Uh, I, I would have a couple of answers. Um, one is a site that we worked on in the Yukon uh, because it ended up being thirteen thousand years old, um, and that's fascinating to me because as um, as someone that I was raised, I did my education in BC. I, I left BC because I didn't want to work in the forest. Um, <laughs> and now most of my work is in the forest and I'm fascinated by archaeological theory in the forest, which sounds really nerdy. Um, but also uh, in 2011 and 2012, I started a public archaeology program on the island of St. Vincent in the Caribbean. 
Um, they were building an international airport and uh, there were no regulations to mitigate the archaeology, but the CEO of the airport corporation um, was a more forward thinking. So he allowed us to come. It was a public not-for-profit venture. We, you know, we, we advertised in newspapers and on the, on the internet, you know, come and dig for a week, pay some fees. Um, and we'll take you on an excursion also. And we found quite a few burials. Um, some of them had, um, grave goods, not, not gold or, you know, what you see on TV, but, um, it, you could tell they were specific burials and, and that was really interesting. And we were able to make an impact on the country's interpretation of their history as well. So that was really cool. And we were pretty much on the beach every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bonus, right? What yeah. about uh, the most challenging site or challenging dig that you've had? Uh, well, the St. Vincent excavations were very challenging because the set of the soils were so hard we had to put water on it and, and use a, a pick uh, or basically dental picks to take away the dirt because it was so oh. compact. Um, here in Alberta, what's most difficult for us is actually access because we mainly work in remote places. So sometimes that involves pretty long quad rides or Argo rides and the Argos break or the ATVs break. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of bugs and maybe there's a bear. <laughs> For yeah. me, those are more challenging than the, than the actual digging. Why is it important uh, that, uh, that we promote and uh, protect, say, uh, our heritage and, uh, and uh, things like uh, what you discover, whether it's, you know, fossils to tools to bones? Well, I am a big believer in that you can't move forward without learning from the past. Um, you know, all of the technological advancements we have, you know, your iPhone, your iPad, your, um, you know, even just the internet, it all started from a place where everybody learned from their mistakes and moved forward. Um, so that's important. But I also think it's important to, you know, be proud of your heritage and especially um, in Canada where outside of European contact, the heritage is an indigenous heritage. Um, and in, in today's world, there, there is an increasing importance on that. Um, you know, with the Truth and Reconciliation, um, we uh, abide by the call to action number 92 for, for companies to, to do more basically. So we also have an indigenous inclusion um, strategy where we are being intentional about um, increasing opportunities for uh, Indigenous people to be in archaeology, participate in archaeology, contribute to archaeology, um, or work alongside us to, to assist us um, to make sure we're interpreting and, and doing things right. Um, and we're also in intentionally increasing our Indigenous spend. So like every year I, I send out client gifts and I'm looking for uh, indigenous owners um, to help economic advancement for these communities that have been at a disadvantage for so long. Mm. Um, and it's important for people to understand um, how far back their history goes. And history is not really the best word for it, but it's still applicable to present day. It's still, yeah. it's not a lost history. They're, they're still here and they still identify with everything we find. Yeah, so it's important to be, to honor that, I think. Okay, super then. Now, you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, the, 
the archaeology part and the digging part and all that stuff is kind of the fun part of the job. <laughs> uh, but but you're also like a, a, an entrepreneur, right? And uh, you're running a, a business, you're running a company. Uh, what's that like for you uh, to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I really don't do that much archaeology anymore. <laughs> um, so it's kind of good and bad. Um, uh, and over the last few years, I've, I've worked a lot more on my business. I usually, I used to go in the field um, for 10, 11 hours and then go into the hotel room and work until midnight. Um, and now I'm being trying to be protective of my time. And I'm really fascinated and really enjoying um, like the strategy piece. How can I make this a sustainable workplace for archaeologists, not just women, but for all archaeologists? Mm -hmm. um, especially like a full-time year-round position. There are a lot of archaeologists that are seasonal and only work um, from spring to fall. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying that part of the business um, and um, enjoying, you know, seeing us grow, um, seeing our people happy, seeing um, people having longevity in their careers, um, celebrating with our team when when they hit milestones today, um, one of our staff was approved to hold a permit. You need a permit to manage a project here in Alberta. She okay. was approved for for something bigger and better that she's never done before. And so uh, I really enjoy that kind of making an impact on, on these people's lives. Mm, interesting. What's the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? <laughs> for me personally, um, is... Um, controlling my spending told. <laughs> um, so being on top of the books and, and really understanding uh, what all the numbers mean and, and what I can do to affect that. Um, and the second part is I don't have HR in-house and the people part I find is the hardest part. You know, they always say people are your biggest asset and you just, you think you can just, you know, take them to dinner or whatever and they'll be happy, but there's so much involved in it. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a challenging part. I'm learning a lot about myself, how to be a better leader, how to communicate better. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of the people part is the most challenging part, I would say. So when you uh, got into this as a as an entrepreneur, like, did you have any mentors uh, from the entrepreneur side of things? I'm running a business, or did you they just seek? Uh, or, or find uh, wisdom uh, in any books or uh, tell me about that journey. Um, I feel like I wish I could redo it, sort of. I mean, uh, you're, you're only where you are because of what you've done. But my parents are both entrepreneurs. I come from a family of business owners. Um, and my grandfather um, is an entrepreneur. And I've sat with him and listened to a lot of his stories um, I remember one of the things he said was that, you know, you have to be present um, in order for your business to succeed. Um, and I've seen my parents just work their butts off. I, they really taught me what hard work means yeah. and, and what hard work can do for you. Um, and also early on in Circle's career, um, there were there, there was an owner of an environmental uh company and we would just go for beers every now and again and I would give him I would drill him with questions and and he would give me a lot of advice so that was really helpful so I'm curious what did uh, your parents uh, do for for businesses um, my mother is an accountant and my father is a mechanical engineer 
um, sort of typical, almost typical Filipino family. <laughs> and what about your uh, grandfather? My grandfather actually um, did a bunch of things. He started making um, like cassette tapes and car parts. Um, he's also an engineer, I believe. That's horrible. Um, yeah. He made he made a lot of things. He had a business called SNJ Industries, and I remember going to his factory, and there would be a thousand people there just building parts. And I remember his Christmas parties, um, <laughs> how awesome they were. Yeah. Okay, super. Well, you know, Margarita, you know, uh, every business owner I talk to, uh, you know, always talks about, you know, you're you're constantly almost on the job, right? Uh, you're almost 24-7 uh, uh, working the business or thinking about the business, etc. So tell me a, a little bit about your work-life balance. Uh, like, uh, first of all, do you have some? No. <laughs> I don't think that's a reality. I, I, I'm trying to get some. Yeah. Um, but I think the truth is that um, my work is my life. I don't have any children. I consider my staff my children, for lack of a water, better word. This company is my child. Um, I try to break away from thinking about work um, in the evenings, but you know, I, I am always on call. Um, but I am now purposeful about having breaks in my calendar. Um, I I have. Um, training sessions um, in the middle of the day, twice a week, plus Saturdays. Um, Pre-COVID, I used to do group boxing quite often at Undercard Boxing Studio. Um, and that was really good for me because it also released stress. I really enjoy punching a bag. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I enjoy just um, spending time with people. I find that when you're so busy, what what disappears is the relationships. So I'm um, going for dinner with a friend tonight. Um, I, I try to spend time with my grandfather every Sunday. Um, I think, um, especially during COVID, people have come to realize what is really important. And, and I think it's the people in your life. Mm, super then. Well, thanks very much, uh, Margarita, for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's great right. Super. That was uh, Margarita de Guzman, who is a... Managing Director with Circle CRM Group in Calgary. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi with Calgary's Podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.